This is Laura Summer, the original Janine Melnitz on The Real Ghostbusters, and you're listening to the Frog Brothers Podcast. Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Bros. Tonight's feature film is Scream 2. Scream 2. I was going to put the case here, but I think it's out in the... It's yeah, a fucking awesome movie. Nick over here doesn't like the Scream movies at I, all, so fucking hate the Scream you may movies. hear us talk highly <laughs> about this movie. Nick's gonna clown on it the whole time. I did watch it though last night. I mean, this is like my least favorite Scream. But this is the worst Scream sequel. People, people don't like the third one either. Is that right? People like. It depends on the person. A lot of people like no, this I mean, one. Like, there's things I like about it. There's okay. elements I love in this movie, but there's also a few things in here that are just like I things I like. 1997, good year. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven are back. The movie within a movie thing is awesome. I love yes. that fucking concept. Stab referencing it like the what Scream did. When it turned the things upside down, you know, it was like a re-examination of slasher films and all that kind of meta stuff. This movie did, but not as successfully. But it did do, like, the whole sequels thing. Now, going forward in the movies, they didn't really nail that part of the movie as much. They tried to with the new one with the whole sequel reboot thing. But they're going to fall victim to making another one now? What are they fucking doing? Yeah, Um, so this one was interesting because when... Kevin Williams sold the first Scream script. He'd already had a five-page treatment that he wrote along, like basically saying, hey, if this does well, we've already got, like, I've already got the idea for the franchise, right? He was thinking ahead with it. And, um... There was ideas? We open up with Jada Pinkett Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... She has short haircut in this film. Looks great. She's in an audience, and she's... Looks like she's gonna film a G.I. Jane movie. Waka, waka, waka. I'm waiting for Will Smith to walk in and slap the shit out of you. <laughs> should should one of no, us have apologized? Him? We should have right? slapped you and then apologized again. tomorrow. Right. Let's tag Will Smith in this. Um, Heather Graham appearing as Casey Becker in the movie Stab is good. I like. Oh, this. she yes. was Drew Barrymore's character. I didn't even. Luke Wilson in the Stab movie as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's later on, but like. I know, but still, like the beginning I love... of the theater, the movie theater part is so cool. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, that's great. Up until the fucking bathroom stabbing where he gets fucking stabbed in the ear. Who, what a fucking weirdo fucking putting his ear up to the Yeah, I don't know what stall. those bathroom stalls are made out of. So, <laughs> All the ones I've seen are fucking metal or composite yeah. wood, so if what you that? can stab a fucking knife like that all the way through wood, you're them, fucking superhuman strength. Most of them are metal, aren't they? Yeah, so that's a little like weird, the, but the again, movies. Might be... Yeah, you have to suspend disbelief for that, but the, the thing I thought was funny is like they show the movie starting, but then she's like... the. She doesn't want to go to the Sandra Bullock movie because the movie's that movie has already started, but you're already seeing the Scream stuff or the Stab movie stuff going on. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about then? Yeah. It's kind of contradictory. I do love the fact that they're handing out Stab costumes for the promotional well, purpose of the film. Well, then they had like the, the yeah. 
animatronic thing outside too. Like they yeah, put, and they then put a lot of money is, into this movie here. And yeah. then they have everyone there acting like a fucking jackass throughout the theater, right? You know, you oh, see I'd all be, this. I'd be pissed. I wouldn't be able to sit. There. Yeah, me neither. I hate that shit, especially if I've never seen the movie. Oh no, yeah. I, I mean, give me some money. I want to get some popcorn. Me. She gets popcorn without. You got butter. money. I said, give me your money. I got my money, but I want your money or whatever the fuck that. Bitches be funny. tripping. He comes back, well, not him, after he's murdered and Ghostface comes back in his jacket or whatever. I love how the movie within a movie does use the Red Right Hand song again, though, for the yeah. intro to yeah, Sam. Yeah, they use it again later, too, don't they? Uh, I think so, but that's very noticeable there. And we see the Pepsi I always think of Dumb and Dumber for that movie, though. So Pepsi was the uh, sponsor for this theater mm-hmm. in this movie. Again. Which means no Coke freestyle. God damn it. Yeah, I hate that. She doesn't like being scared is basically what we're finding out, right? She tells that pretty profoundly. What? Jada Pinkett Smith doesn't Why like being scared. You, you like going back in time? We already talked about the dude dying. Oh, yeah. Well, he gets stabbed. <laughs> this is a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> right. It's out of place. <laughs> She's talking about how she doesn't like dying. <laughs> and then Chris Rock appears. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking slaps her. Exactly. <laughs> in reverse, like a David Lynch movie. And you hear, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Well, then we're in the movie class. Movie class. With the film Mickey. class is fun. Yes, I like uh, Mickey. Mickey's uh, intro in here, right? It's pretty profound. You get Randy in there too, and yeah, you find out Randy's oh, in there. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which they do the whole thing about sequels, like name one sequel that's better. They're like Aliens. Well, even if not better, yeah, they do the typical. There's ones. good sequels. There's yeah. good sequels. Whether yeah. they're better or not, it's kind of subjective. But well, yeah. and the, I mean, yeah, they do it. They go with the Godfather film, right? That's the they one they say also Ghostbusters do. Ghostbusters too. Of course not. Fuck off, Nick. <laughs> You're just triggering people. That's your childhood memories of seeing it in theaters versus you actually I not saw, having seen the I first saw two one in, in the theater. Exactly. That's why you. No, like I'm it not more. saying it's better. I'm just saying. Uh huh. It's a good sequel. It's good. It's not one of the best sequels. It's a good sequel. It's not a great sequel. It's a sequel. decent sequel. <laughs> it's not got underrated going sequel. Forward. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. It's not underrated. Let's talk about Ghostbusters. <laughs> no. He's just trying to get us <laughs> off the talk of a scream. Because he didn't watch the movie and he didn't take notes. I did watch the movie. Then we get introduced Quiz to me. the chick Quiz from me. Roseanne's in this. Debbie yeah. Salt. Yeah, she plays Mrs. Loomis. That we I don't really like her later. character throughout the movie, though. It's very annoying. Uh, it's, it's, I could do without it's it. It's not a lot of character, either. I mean, a lot to like do. The, the, the thought of Billy Loomis's mother doing it is very interesting, but that's it. The concept is more interesting than execution. I don't like the character. If Debbie Salt was Chris Rock, I was wishing for Will Smith to walk up and deck her the whole fucking movie. Because she's fucking annoying in this. Like she's Violence just against women, huh? <laughs> All right. You want Chris Rock to hit her, a woman? That's where we're going now, huh? For this movie, yeah, because uh, her character's an asshole and she's annoying. And we're talking about a fictional movie here. Which character? Yeah, Roseanne's I think, did you see how this might make us look bad, right? Which character no. did you say? I didn't, missed it. Debbie Salt. Who's that? It's the Roseanne so, Broad. That's what I just said. As Mrs. Loomis. Mrs. Loomis. You should know that By name the way, because you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, Halloween. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the it's listener. Too long. It's too long. We got too long audio. You can't just start talking over the sound clip, or I'm going to play it over it's again for the future reference. I thought it was over. It's so long. You can't just keep opening your fucking big pie yapper. Ooh, your yeah. cock hole is what we I'm going to call it. How come we haven't had pie again? We had pie that one day. Hair pie. 
That was for Twin Peaks, you dumb bastard. All right, so Gail and Cotton Corner, Sydney. Cotton. Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary. Stupid fucking name. (laughs) It is. Dude, I'd be a fucking psycho, too. Uh, This is one of those things where they recreate the punch scene, and it's stupid. Yeah, I can get that they're doing that for the sequel to mock sequels doing things like that, but... Yeah. Bam, bitch went down. That's the only thing missing. Yeah. Um, Cotton Weary is like, what, this wasn't planned? So he gets pissed at Gail then at that point in time, which is fun. I appreciate that. Gail is Courtney Cox. She's talking to Dewey, and he says, very relevant to the Oscars... I don't condone violence, but maybe you deserved it. And I'm not saying because Chris Rock deserved it. I'm saying that because that's what people because are saying. Because women deserve it. Yes. Is what you're saying. No. No. So here's the biggest problem with this movie for me. Dewey, I like as a character in most of these Scream movies. Oh, God. But Scream 2. That mustache, man. I can't get past that. I don't even care about that. A bad mustache is a beautiful thing if you have the balls to do it. And that's why you don't not have him. one. Doesn't matter. He looks great with it. He Don't looks judge hot. him. It doesn't. Yeah, he does. You wouldn't he, suck his dick. Then or now? Definitely not now. Which David Arquette dick do you want to suck? Present or past? Definitely not now. Any of them that you want. Right after he had sex with Courtney Cox. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> but back. But back. That's then, like uh, why Tom Brady's uh, dad kisses him on the mouth because he wants to taste Giselle. <laughs> Or they're just weird. Probably. I was going to say, I would pick um, <laughs> David Arquette from Buffy the Vampire Slayer right after he he's finished fucking Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> he's in that movie. Yeah, he's one of the vampires. Yeah, you don't remember that? He's the friend. Dude, I haven't watched that movie in fucking ages. I love that movie. I watched oh, it recently. It's a fucking classic. Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Vampire Hunter. I saw it at the theater, though. I do remember that. Well, not really Vampire Hunter, but Trainer. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Donald. Um, but the whole point I was getting to a second ago. So Dewey is like, you had a point. Physically all fucked up from his hands, and so like he's doing this weird mannerisms. And then if you watch scary movie, like they take that fucking concept, they take the concept of Dewey from Scream Two and make this whole fucking asinine character Doofy? out of it. Doofy, mm-hmm. yeah, Doofy. See, I love Doofy. Let's watch that. Yeah, but if you love this? Doofy. You have to love Scream too because that the only no. thing that I'm Doofy cleaning makes, my room. <laughs> the only thing Doofy turns making, out being a smooth ass fucking guy. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I saw Scream or I saw that at the theater. Scream Classic. Movie. Is that the one where they do the cum fountain? That's Scream movie two. That was two. Okay. Yeah. I saw two at the theater also. Two is good and three is even good. They do signs with Charlie Sheen as uh, yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. All right, so we see Sarah Michelle Geller as a sorority sister, and she's the sober sister, so she's got to tell you that. Like, why are you there? She's like, yeah, I don't want anyone dying in a car crash. She's sober sister DUI. tonight, anyway. Yeah. And that, that's when you first, like, if you're paying attention, you start catching the names here, right? Especially if you've seen this a bunch. You start noticing, like, the names they start casually mentioning throughout there. It's pretty well done when you look at that from that report. Report. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't mind me sometimes. I say stupid shit. Well, she ends up, uh, the way she dies is pretty cool, though. Getting thrown off the fucking roof. Thrown through the glass, stabbed in the back, then thrown off the roof. Yeah. That sucks. That's a pretty crazy, you know, because usually people are stabbed to death in this, so the fact that we get a good kill where someone, like, falls to their death is I mean, it's not as cool as Jason punching a guy's head off after a boxing match on a rooftop in New York City, but... 
And it's not Freddy Krueger killing someone with the Nintendo Power Glove. Or a fountain of blood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's funny, because Nick just showed us a timely meme of <laughs> Jason about the Will Smith in altercation. Um, Derek makes... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so uh, she she dies or whatever, Sarah Michelle Geller. Probably. And then um, Sydney, Sydney gets, gets called and attacked. Jerry O'Connell shows up. Fucking yeah, Derek. Derek. I hate this Why guy. Why don't you like him? His character is you so like, fucking He's annoying. so cringy. You like Dewey, but not Jerry O'Connell. Part yes. of it's his fucking like... Do you understand that I'm part of subculture? I'm not that fucking Jerry O'Connell motherfucker. I'm Dewey if I'm in this movie. Or Randy, better off, really. Jerry O'Connell's the national treasure. Jerry O'Connell's like the fucking typical jock yeah, yeah. twat bagel in this. And I don't know why he's I said twat cool. bagel. He's okay in Piranha he's when he's cool a porno film. filmer. Porno filmer. Yeah, he I'm not saying porn. I hate all of his roles, but in this he's just playing like an arrogant jock that's like thinks he's cool. And it's really fucking annoying. And I mean, maybe his character's Only part I like with him is the Top Gun scene. It's because it's referenced to Top Gun. Even then, you're just like, can I turn this off and watch Top Gun now, though? Yeah, that's, I'd rather watch Top Gun than that. I'd, I'd rather watch Anytime Top Gun. He's I'd rather this... watch Scream than Top Gun, but I'd rather watch Top Gun than Scream 2. And see, I didn't, <laughs> my other thing with this, I didn't need really? Sydney to have like a new Scream boyfriend in this movie. 100%. But I like horror a little bit more than yeah, those types of movies. Yeah. So, But Top Gun's solid. I mean, you know. Um, Let's talk about Top Gun. We can sometime. It's we'll relevant. talk about it before the new one comes out. Mm, whenever that um, is. Summer. Drive. Derek gets cut or whatever and makes himself suspect at the hospital when he's like, well, you didn't get there fast enough, Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. Was Dewey armed at all? Uh, no, he's not a cop right now. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's why Dewey I, in this movie is limping around just like I meant to rewatch chilling. the first one before, but I didn't end up with nothing. Yeah, no, he's so. still showing all the signs of the nerve damage from his fucking stab wounds in the first movie. Okay, I can't remember the first one well enough. Which they don't really ever establish how he got fucking over it enough to be able to handle a firearm as a fucking sheriff again. She but. also tells him to get lost in that, like, she doesn't want to be seen with him and stuff yeah. to save his life or whatever. And then he that's when he does the song thing, so that he's like, so you know, everybody knows basically. He's like forcing her hand mm-hmm. to hang out with him more. It's fucking manipulative as It fuck. is kind of it's fucked terrible. up. Yeah. And then he gives her his Greek romantic. letters, too, so that he'll get roasted later or whatever. Romantic. Yeah. Uh, and then you see the Tory spelling is Sydney. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, David Schwimmer is mentioned as Dewey, and yeah. Luke Wilson is Billy, which is fucking I'd hilarious rather, with his hair. <laughs> his fucking, like, emo hair. It just reminds me of the little Nicky haircut from Adam Sandler's, who he I'd, looks like in that I'd scene. I'd rather David Schwimmer was. He looks Billy. like you six months ago. I didn't have jet black hair, though. That's my problem. I wouldn't call it jet black in that. It was just like a really dark, nasty brown. It wasn't fucking Elvis black. And then he goes, Randy goes over the rules, you know. You gotta have a higher body count for the sequel. More blood, more creative kills. And then he kind of gets interrupted. Are the, are the kills in this more creative? Not really. I hope not. No, the only kill that's pretty unique to this one is the rooftop kill. Because the first movie had the garage door opener killer, which is pretty cool. The rooftop kill? The one where she's thrown off? Yeah, because there's like a multiple sequence there. And it's just not too exciting. It was cool to watch, but it's not like a super unique... No, but it's different because in a slasher movie like this, people usually just get hacked to death instead of falling well, to their death. Well, depends on the slasher. I think Freddy Krueger has the most creative deaths because of obvious reasons. It's a nightmare. Well, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you're doing. Dreams, yeah, reality is no... 
Jason gets pretty creative. No limitations. He does, but his are still a little more like rudimentary, brutal, just shit, rather than psychedelic yeah. nightmare fuel, oh, obviously. Yeah. Like, you know um, Freddy wants you to die, but you're worried about what Jason's going to do to your body when he's done killing you. He seems a little slow. Wow. Poor little fella drowned. <laughs> so we get to the theater stage scene where we see Sidney and Gus. And Gus, while I don't hate him in this movie, is a goddamn national treasure for his role as a scientist in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, 2, Secret of the Ooze. I fucking can't think of his name right now. Because he's a fucking national treasure uh, for that. Fuck. He helps defeat Toka and Razor. Yeah. <laughs> he was in a couple Star Trek movies also. I was falling asleep watching this at the end, so my notes, I literally started skipping through shit and falling oh, asleep because I've seen it so many times. But Yeah, so we got the we go through the cult play rehearsal, right? And Sydney sees the ghost face kind of mm. mask within there, flips the fuck out. They, they stop it. The director comes down and tries to help her through it all. This all thing I could deal without. I'm just whatever. I get it, but I don't need it. They're setting all this bullshit up just to show you that she's going to be on this sound stage later on at the end, like so you can intimidate people with the sounds of that. I get that. I don't need that much early on in the film here, though. Randy, probably... Randy dies. Randy. Randy dies, which is one of the fucking... I like that whole scene and how it plays out, and they're looking for the person that's being watched, and then he gets pulled into the van. Randy. Yeah. Again, not very creative, but no. whatever. And for one of the most knowledgeable characters in there, I hated seeing One him of the coolest sort of. characters, too, but just because he knows so much about horror movies, and you're like, all right, this is the oh. guy I would hang out with. Yeah, and like you're, you're trying to do a... You're trying to set up a franchise, and you kill a main character off in the second movie like that? Like, to me, like, he survived. Like, he's knowledgeable. He had some fucked up but shit But that's happen. the same time. You gotta kill some people off so you're not just dragging them through every movie. That's why they did Dewey in the new one, but it was like, eh, whatever. No. Not, now I do want to watch it. He dies. Yeah. Yes. You're gonna be happy with that moment. What, what part of the movie so I can skip to it? No, we're not telling you that. You're gonna have to watch the whole thing with us. We're gonna do a commentary It's at that the last five minutes, off. but... Well, Make I sure you watch the whole thing first. I haven't seen the yet. new one yet, so that'd be fine. Um, um, what? Skip ahead a little bit. Do they show that Dewey survives his attack in this one? I don't remember him after the stabbing in the sound room. They do, but it's like one of those hospital, like, or not hospital, but like ambulance shots or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of one of those like cut, added inserts. Yeah. I knew he didn't die in this, but I I couldn't remember. Um. So, yeah, so Derek arrives there. Sid asks for her distance, cameraman speech, you know, about Saved by the Bell bullshit. We're already past this again. Yeah. Randy's dead. She gets the computer messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds um, like, oh, that's an instant messenger. Then Cotton tries to intimidate her. Security gets on him. He gets questioned. Um, One of my favorite sequences in this movie is the whole sound studio sequence, which recording studio just because I have an interest in audio I've spent enough time in recording studios I love that sequence just because I like looking at the background shit yeah the climax of this is kind of really climax weak I would say right because you've got Mickey who's like this pretty cool character right you know he's got some good stuff going on with it and then he's partnered with Miss Loomis just because like they found each other in a chat room Fuck and to yeah, me they did. that seemed like a, a cougar chat room Exactly. Uh, so that one's kind of, kind of fucked up. There, you're like, okay, whatever. Single cougars on AOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically old men talking to you as they're, oh, the, they're their wives. 
For some reason, I thought Jerry O'Connell was the killer. I thought I remembered that from... No, they try to play that whole thing out with you to trick you who the killer is in this. All the fantastic, way. baby. Yeah, I love Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant was great in this, and I think yeah, he's, he's underutilized because he's the yeah, they the best. should have had more of him being in there because he's the best actor, best part of he's this. Kind in of the left. first one, Billy and Stu, you really get to know them, but you uh-huh. don't think they're the killer. Yeah, if you, you like get, the first time you're watching, you don't get to know Oliphant. Well, I mean, you thing. might kind of be you're suspicious for sure, but you're kind of suspecting a couple different people. Yeah, they're trying to set that up too much, where he doesn't have enough screen time for you to really get character development. He just kind of shows up again at the end, like, hey, I'm one of the killers. And you're like, okay, so what's your motivation? Uh, the movies. I want that to be my, you know, and you're like, it's just really weak character motivation development. Mm-hmm. Even though he had so much potential earlier on with some of his dialogue and his level of knowledge kind of rivaled Stu's level, right? So it's like, okay, so what happened here? Why didn't this play out that way? Oh, they get that kidnapping crash scene where they have to climb over Ghostface oh, in the front seat. That's yeah. that's an interesting scene. And then she gets killed anyway. Her friend or whatever. Yeah. But they basically ended out where Miss Loomis fucking shoots. Jerry? No, she shoots Mickey and kills him off. She's like, the police would never buy his motive. The movies? That's so stupid. Oh, no, wait. Never mind. Oliphant shoots Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And does does he die? Did we see that, or is he just injured? I think he's just injured. But either way, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was dead. Okay, well maybe. He seemed like he was. Uh, I don't know. And then you kind of get the final climax there, where if you can call it that, isn't yeah. a climax. A, this movie just sort of ends. Climax. Yeah, it does. I yeah, I mean, like the the the, the final. The defeat, end is the worst part for me. The defeat the villain in this is so fucking boring and. Yeah, there's no like battle or you know. Well, it's like guns and stuff like any. Yeah, I hate it in the screen. Yeah, guns you know. in a in a slasher movie. Well, gu- I mean, because you're trying to do the real life thing, but like, why would you go through the trouble of stabbing all these people then to fucking randomly start shooting them? Like, come on, be more creative than that. Well, they're doing the James Bond villain thing too of explaining their plan and everything before they kill them. Yeah, which is uh, another fucking villain trope, right? I get that in there because you're. Trying to have social commentary around the state. I'm going to write that into a movie scene, but I'm going to be, it's going to be like, do you know what the word exposition means? And like get fucking really meta and asinine with it. You should. That's, that's Scream 2 though. Like, um, interesting, timely slasher. I enjoy the movie still. I still watch it like probably once a year because I watch all the Scream movies frequent-ishly. I like them. The opening credits in this movie the first you know the opening act with the movie theater thing is fucking amazing i love that there's that's gold like that's a whole great sequence start to finish then some of the other stuff's hit or miss and then it kind of gets really fucking boring with a lot of just drawn out bullshit i just hate most of the end but i I don't mind the rest of the movie i think it's pretty solid minus jerry o'connell and well there's a few things yeah jerry o'connell didn't need to be in the movie at all because he doesn't really bring you anything to the story Right, I mean, besides the fact that another he's kind trauma of, for her, he's just kind of friends with Mickey in there, right? And it just shows that, like, and I don't think a woman Is or anybody a, that had dated someone that had tried to kill them would be in a fucking relationship one year later when they're going to college. Is like, he in the movie just as a misdirect? Basically, yeah, and it's not very and well done. Trauma for her. Just the more you see the movie, yeah, the first time when you don't know, but that really kills the replay value of it, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just fun. It's fun. I like horror yeah. movies. I don't take them too seriously. It's fun for me. Because all horror... 
Like fucking A. There's like three Friday the 13th that are good movies. The rest are just entertaining. Yeah, the rest are entertainment to get to the They're not quality movies. Like no matter what you say, there's maybe three good ones. Like Academy Award quality, no. That's what, even as far as horror goes, they're, they're entertaining. I think they're fun. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But that's Scream your, 2 is fun. But that's I'm your not saying it's an Oscar worthy movie. He's over here defending his movie like, we never said you can't like Friday the 13th movies that much, Nick. How dare you? We like the Scream movies more than Obviously, I like that, but. parts 4 and 5 and 8 a lot. So, I mean, I don't mm. think 8 is one of the best, but like it's eight, fun. Right? I like it. I enjoy it. I think four is probably the best one of them all. That's the most classic one, yeah. It's like the most iconic. And yeah. it does the best job with... They always use the poster cover with for... With moods it. and shit and everything. Not that we're reviewing that here now or anything, but... Let's still. talk about Friday the 13th. We will at some point. We have already talked about the first one, and we'll get around to the more of those later. Uh, make sure that if you are not following us on social media, you're following us make at sure Frog Bros Podcast. That's what he said. Make sure you're following us on all the social media TikTok. stuff. TikTok. We're blowing up on TikTok. Go Alec to Frog Bros Podcast. Talk or tick? Alec tick is slaying talk. it on fucking TikTok. We got all kinds of shit on social media. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. We're getting all kinds of fun stuff on there. We're on... What, what's and we what's Trump's plug it. social media called? I don't know. No, shut the We're going to go on that. <laughs> We're going to go on there to troll people. <laughs> but uh, join us on Patreon if you haven't yet. We're on Trump Plus or whatever it's called. We've got a third... <laughs> We've got a third commentary that we recorded tonight that's going to be available on there. So for Twister. Movie Twister. So now there's commentaries for Ghostbusters, Lost Boys, and Twister that are going to be on there. So that's pretty slick. So keep expecting those. And they're not your traditional movie reviews. The Twister one was a lot of fun. We talked about our journey. They're not movie there. reviews. They're commentaries. Commentaries. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about our experience, though, on there. And we're just kind of chatting through the movies. You, so. you, you could watch them. With the movie, which is obviously what a commentary is made to do, but you could also probably just listen to it as a podcast because we're not. And we we're had, trying to keep it busy too, so we're not. We had the director with us too. So. Yeah, John. Well, his mouth was full the whole time, but <laughs> he couldn't <laughs> talk a lot. Couldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Speaking of edging, good night, everybody.